very interesting guest who, if you've been watching SVT play recently, you would recognise him as John Malmquist, uh, the founder, proprietor of Surface Lodge Paniche, and the star of a really cool documentary called Enhuk Store Vogue, uh, which sees him tackle a pretty large wave at Nazare. I had the chance to sit down with John recently uh, in Paniche, had a chat with him, stayed at the lodge, which is bloody beautiful, so go and check it out if you're in Portugal. Uh, really cool conversation, very unique character, and a top bloke. Uh, before we get on with the show, a huge shout out to Kona Brewing for being the sponsor of this episode as well of the podcast. Uh, Kona has been supporting the podcast a while now, and they're a really cool bunch, and we can't thank them enough. So, let's get on with the podcast. I reckon I've got one of the most interesting guests <laughs> I've had on the podcast so far, John Malmquist. Thank you. Well, thanks for, for having your me. hospitality as well as your time. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting in the Surfers Lodge Paniche, yeah. which is your creation. Yeah, I, it's a creation that I did together with my dad. Yeah. Um, we spent three years building it, and now I've been running it for five years. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a it's been a journey and a half. Yeah, it's a. I got to say, like before we started recording, I was like saying how blown away I am just by the visual stimulation of this place. There's so much yeah. like to do with surfing like old boards on racks cool images from the past a little Steve Zissou artwork upstairs which really tickled my fancy I wish I could take credit for that uh, I mean I've done part part of it but my dad was an interior designer you know so he's okay. he's been designing hotels his whole life so uh -huh. basically he did the groundwork here and I kind of set um, you know the vibe with the music yeah. and like you know the the more the concept of like Sick. how the when you when you enter the place because it looks like it's really well done in here i gotta say like it's from from the moment you see it on the street to be honest like and then you every detail is like mind-blowing yeah no i mean we we like to i mean we we spent a lot of time trying to find unique things you know like yeah. hand-painted toilets from mexico <laughs> like you know old boats from indonesia yeah. like you know like try to handpick as many things as possible you know because yeah. you gotta have an eye for details you yeah. know like totally in order to to design a good place i mean i learned that from my dad yeah like design is the sum of all details design is the sum of all details that that makes sense there's a lot of details and it's the end result is a pretty cool place. So it's five years in now, the, the Surface Lodge. Yeah, it's five years. Cool. How, um, with the inspiration to do this, like where did all of that come from for you in the beginning? Well, I mean, I used to work in another surf camp before. Um, and there I realized that most surf camps are tailoring towards 18 year olds that want to learn how to surf or 18 to 25 year olds. Okay. You know? and, you know, surfing is so mainstream now, so there's people from all age, all ages and like all parts of society that want to learn how to surf. Mm. So I realized that there was a, a niche market that hasn't been filled with people with a little bit more money that wanted to try learn how to surf. Yeah. They're maybe a little bit older yep. and they don't want to stay in bunk beds, and mm. I, Ikea bunk beds. They want to have a comfortable room, eat yeah. good food, you know, yeah, yeah. but still learn how to surf. Yeah. So have a few of those luxuries. That may not yeah. be in the bunk bed. Scenario. Yeah, for sure. We do have bunk beds here too, you know, but they're 
nice nice bunk beds yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm sure they are i'm fortunate enough to be staying in one of those nice little single dorms or what what are yeah. those ones what am i oh, those are, we call them twin rooms twin rooms yeah there are single i mean there's one couch in your room yeah but that can be remade into a bed yeah so that's it's what actually i thought like, yeah. so it's a cool layout yeah. so, so there's a couch like, and then the bed so yeah. you can kind of both share it yeah yeah so it's whatever like if you want to if you're if you're two friends that's a twin room or if yeah. you're just one person it's a single room yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. make it into a couch super cool yeah there's and this area where we are like what what is this because we're in the paniche region but we're not like at super two bosses kind of on the other side of town there but like yeah where are we exactly because there's a lot kind of happening here i've never been over to this part of uh, well this is uh, just north of Pinish city like it's the it's one bay up yeah uh it's called balial balial and balial is uh it's it's really where everything is happening in Pinish. Pinish is yeah. more like a fishing town totally balial is where all the surf camps are and yeah you know you have i'd say you probably have more options surfing wise here yeah right i mean you got super tubers and Panish is only five minutes away you yeah. know? but here you got so many different beaches that you can you know surf yeah it's a unique spot though because on the coast of portugal there aren't really many places that i don't know if there's anywhere actually that has this situation where on the north wind you, you've got one side that's going to yeah, be yeah. kind of offshore ish and then on the south wind you're going to have another whole group of beaches that yeah are i mean like, it's pretty almost, special it's almost like we're on an island you know like exactly yeah the funny part is like the only wind that is maybe not as good is like straight east straight <laughs> uh, east. It, yeah, it is right. it That's is funny. i guess for super tubas you know because yeah. east wind like in, on the west coast it should be offshore everywhere yeah, yeah, but yeah. here it's just like so kind weird of side so it's kind of sideshore i mean super tubas is offshore i guess so. yeah i mean i guess that was not 100 percent true but <laughs> i know what you mean though. i mean like you can you can funny. even find like a straight west wind you can find a corner that is you know it's sideshore yeah you know, which is it's pretty cool the rest of portugal has onshore that's know. pretty lucky yeah yeah what and and when you decided to do the lodge um what what drew you to this part in particular was it this uniqueness of the coastal environment or what why here I mean, and not somewhere else we were actually looking everywhere everywhere between let's say Lisbon and Nazareth you know okay you know and then we we realized that this spot here is perfect for for beginners you know we yeah. have a surf school here but yeah. we teach people how to surf there's so many different beaches where you can teach people how to surf here yeah and also like we found out that the world cup of surfing was going to come here okay that was like the first year okay um, isa games you're talking about uh, no 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 the 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 ct oh the ct event yeah yeah the super tubos uh world cup okay so that started coming here and right after that started i mean Pinish just started booming you know yeah. there's more and more people coming all yeah. the time you know yeah it's uh crazy here in the summer there's so many people yeah you know and uh, we noticed that the season is getting longer and longer you know like before in the beginning let's say end of october that was the end of it yeah, yeah, yeah you know but now we have people coming here all the way through you know until christmas crazy you know and, and um, the spring is starting earlier too you know yeah, you have yeah. people actually a few people were showing up in january february and that was like completely empty before you yeah, know everything right. was closed but now we're noticing that you know there's more and more people coming all year round which is i mean there's good waves here all year round yeah exactly january february is amazing yeah yeah so I don't see any reason why you shouldn't come here in January, February. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the few places in Europe where you can actually find really good surf. Mm. Really good surf too. Like, I mean, yeah. every time I come to Portugal, this is my fifth trip here now, and it never, 
it always surprises me with something new. Like yeah. there's always like a new wave that I get to surf or, or like a swell that comes unexpectedly and I get mm -hmm. to get this kind of experience. And yeah. yeah, like there's Port so much here. Portugal is funny because like, there's a lot of places in the world where you, like, where you have flat spells. Mm. You know, like I was living on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Oh, you could have like a week or two with no waves. Yeah. Here it's almost, you know, a lot of like a big part of the year, it's almost too big. Yeah, you got to find the spots that are exactly. smaller, you know, exactly. like that's the problem. It's like, oh, you can't surf because it's too big. To yeah, it. you know, yeah, at least if you live in Arizona, it's like that. Here, you can always find smaller find places. Yeah, but mm. but there's never any lack of swell here, really. Mm. I, I think there's probably like maximum of 10 days per year where you can't surf here, you yeah. know, where it's too, too small. Yeah. I think uh, Pinish City actually has a, like a, I don't know exactly how it works, but they say they have like a wave guarantee sort of thing. So if you come here for a week and you don't catch a wave, you get your money back. <laughs> but I don't know how they're going to pay back because I mean, <laughs> they're all And you're not, you're not offering that here yet? No. <laughs> no, no. No, um, but it's, okay. um, I'm sure if there are no waves, it seems to like, it's, a, it's an environment. I mean, I haven't even done the full tour. I, I, we probably should have but yeah, like there's yeah, a beautiful pool up on the rooftop and you know it's, it's such a unique vibe like it's um i was so shocked when i saw where i was coming to because i'd done uh, no research oh you didn't then, know no 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 i had no idea <laughs> and then i i i told someone oh, i am going to the surfers lodge to meet this guy who you know this swedish dude who just got went out nazare and they'd made a documentary about him and they're like oh the surfers lodge and i'm like yeah yeah and they go, oh that's pretty sick and i'm like oh Okay, cool. And then I Google oh, nice. it and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Oh, nice. So now it's, um, now it's quite a place, I've got to say. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. still in shock. I've only been here a And you timed it pretty good hours. too. We got a good, good session at Super Tube. How was that? That was pretty that was cool. Yeah, like it, it's one of those sessions where you like, you you think that you might get like some kind of semi-good waves and then yeah. you get out there and it's actually really good. Yeah, it was sick. And Crowd not many people mellow. out either, you know, yeah. it's super nice. Even though the, the WSL is setting up as we speak. Yeah. Um, but let's jump to those waves, those big waves. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary that has literally come out in the last two weeks uh, on SVT. It documents your your interest and then journey towards having a real good go at Nazare. Yeah. What's it called again, though? I'm gonna get it's it called and Sjukstorvåg. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, uh, SVT had some other. Uh, Embarrassing. Oh, what else did they have in mind? John, Can you share? John den stora vågen. <laughs> and then uh, monstervågen. Monstervågen. <laughs> and sjukstorvåg. Yeah. It works. I think that works Compared to fine. the other ones, I'm like, I'm happy that they chose that one at least. The one with John in it sounds pretty hilarious. Yeah. So it sounds like a children's book that they're writing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm kind of happy that they didn't choose that one. But it's, um, no, it's, it's nice. I mean, the idea actually came years ago you know like I've, I've been going up to Nazare to look at the big waves yeah like a lot of times because it's always it's always fascinated me you know yeah, big yeah, waves yeah. and then I've been standing on the shore there like and watching these people tow in I was like that is totally possible to do you know I mean if you're, if you're taking fear aside and taking all the risks aside it is possible for me with the skill level of surfing to actually do that you know yeah and I started playing with the thought you know I was like Oh, but how do I do it? It's such a big mission, you know. You gotta find a jet ski. You gotta find someone to help you, and yeah. you know, you gotta do this. And then, and then, um, I think four years ago, uh, Gareth McNamara came down and stayed here at the uh -huh. lunch, you know. Okay. And then, 
and then you know like we sat down in this couch that we're sitting right now you know i was like yeah i was at the toe in and he's like yeah it's great john it's fucking rush you know it's such a rush you know and, and then i then i asked him is like you think i can do that and he's like yeah i mean it's possible you gotta, you gotta, anything is possible like he says yeah. you know like and then i was like can you help me he's like yeah sure why not i can i can help you you know Cool. And then, like you know, I started thinking more. I was like, "Fuck this! This might this might be possible to do," you know, because I mean, you have one of the world's best big wave riders that tells you that it's possible and tells you that he can help you. You know, that's I mean, that's that opportunity is it's too it's too good to to. <laughs> Got some guests bumping yeah. into furniture as we go. <laughs> you you totally made him hit that by way. Yeah, turn, by like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like that, that, that opportunity, you don't get nah. like, that opportunity. I was going to say, you asked like, basically the best person you could ask. Yeah. There's no one else. Like, I mean, if you wanted to pick someone, yeah. you, you didn't just go for the guy that was like hanging on the beach thinking about going out or you oh, didn't no, ask no. a friend, you know, a friend of a friend. You just had Garrett McNamara here and you go, hey Garrett. Yeah, so, not, so I mean... So he started right at the top. Yeah, I mean Garrett is amazing because he is he's, he's a true believe, believer of everything is possible, you know? Yeah, cool. Where anything is possible. Uh, and yeah, so that's, that's how it started, you know? And then I met, I mean, it, it was still a long way to go. And then I, then I met a production, you know, guy called Sonny. Mm. here mm. you know and then uh, i started talking to him about about that you know like listen i, I kind of want to surf nasser you know like and he's like wow that that would be super cool to film you know mm -hmm. like can, can we do it you know like i was like yeah why not you know and then you know one thing led to the other and all of a sudden i was in like an intensive training to <laughs> catch a super big wave you know but it, i mean there were many times when i was like what the fuck am I doing? You know, I couldn't sleep. I had these flashes in my head. It was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm going to surf Nazareth. Uh, why, why? I mean, what's the point, you know? When did those flashes come? Because like on, on the timeline of events, you know, like you, mm -hmm. you proposed the idea to Garrett, yeah. obviously out of the blue for him and out of the, was it, was it impulsive for you at the time yeah. to start it? Yeah, I'm a very impulsive person. Yeah, you know? it seems like it's an impulsive thing to say. Like, oh, do you yeah. think I could do it? Yeah, and then yeah. it I starts mean, from there. I mean, the flashes came every once in a while. I'd say like once every two weeks. Yeah. You know, when, when it's, it's when you get into the wrong mindset. Mm. I mean, you can have two different mindsets. One mindset is thinking about, you know, the possibilities and how amazing it would be to catch that big wave. Yeah. And the other mindset is, what if, what if things go wrong? Yeah. You know, I mm. mean, you had, you had um, what's her name? Maya Gabeira, she almost drowned there, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there has been accidents and there has been people dying surfing big waves, you know? Yeah. But, you know, nothing gets better if you start thinking about that, you know? You there hasn't been a fatality in Nazare though, has there? No, there hasn't been. Not in Nazare. No. It's just a matter of time, though, you know, I think. Um, so... You, you think it's a matter of time? Before someone dies there? Yeah. They seem pretty switched on. It yeah. seems like safety is the highest priority. It is, but it's also such a... such a really difficult place to to read you know there's yeah. no clear channel like yeah, Joss, for example you know like yeah. there's a clear channel there's always freak sets coming and they come everywhere you know so yeah. it's that level of randomness that's 
Nazareth has compared to other yeah you know big wave spots is is a recipe for a disaster sooner or later i think mm. i mean it might not happen this year or in 10 years but yeah. sooner or later someone's gonna die there uh, it's interesting because i've been to a pipeline there's a board there's like a plaque of oh, everyone yeah, who's died at pipe yeah, yeah i yeah. think there's more people who've died at pipeline than anywhere else on the, oh, on for the sure. planet but there's and also more people that have surfed pipeline than that is true own. that is true so yeah maybe the numbers game adds up over time it is yeah. maybe a matter I mean, we of had time a, we had a russian kite surfer who died in uh, super two was a few months ago if i really? remember it right yeah so i mean you can die doing anything you know you can you, yeah, you yeah, can yeah sure. hit a sandbank in a two-foot wave you yeah know, like and then totally. break your neck and die you know totally so i mean it's it's all calculated risks I yeah guess. what did you expect would go wrong when you thought about the worst possible outcome what uh, did it look like well i don't know i mean the worst thing would probably be me getting knocked out okay you know getting maybe getting the board in my head Okay. Because I, I was confident that if, if I if I fall, hmm. and if I didn't get knocked out, I'd be able to hold my breath, you know, hmm. and keep calm and sure. get up, you know. But if if you get knocked out, um, that's a whole different story. Yeah. You know? And um, I mean, I had a, some thoughts of like you know breaking your back or something mm. like that, you know. Like I mean, you had a Cody Andrew Cotton, he that's he broke madness, his back. <laughs> so he was just I can't even. I still have trouble believing that yeah. that image is real. Yeah, he's another madman. He showed up here. Um, uh, like I came here, was it last year? One morning, and then Andrew Cotton was passed out on the couch. <laughs> I was like, Cody, what are you doing? He's yeah. like, I don't know, man. I started with having some beers in the UK and ended up here. <laughs> 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 like, okay, oh, some that's, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with this, with all this preparation, you know, the the documentary kind of shows some of the breath holding stuff. Some of these really interesting exercises that you're doing, like short runs uphill, and then a breath hold at the top, or screaming as you ran. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're obviously pushing air out as you ran up the hill, and then yeah. you had to take one breath. Yeah. And hold. Yeah, it's different. Sometimes take one breath as positive up there, or yeah. sometimes no, no air. Because yeah. I mean, there's big, there's big risk that the wave pushes all the way the, the air out from your sure, lungs. Sure, sure. So you got to be able to hold your breath with no air. Yeah. You know? And that's that's not a nice feeling. No. <laughs> that's like. No, it's not. It's not at all. But it's funny though because I've, I've, did you do any kind of like you did a lot of breath work obviously yeah, you did yeah. quite a lot and like did, were you doing some of the you you were taking the lead from Garrett McNamara on this breath work yeah, or? yeah he was he was doing mostly the breath work okay yeah and so what did that like in the documentary there's a moment where you kind of do a breath hold of like three minutes yeah which is kind of like three minutes ten I think it was actually yeah. to be fair and that's remarkable right. Yeah. Like, I mean, were you surprised as these moments happened? Not really. I mean, when I was 15, I used to lie on my back. We used to go to holidays in, in Italy. I used to lie on my back and do breathworks then. Uh-huh. And I actually did three minutes then as well. Really? But that was lying. That was not underwater. You relaxed Yeah, then, yeah. relaxed, not underwater. So I knew I had it in me. And, you know, pretty much anyone who does breath training can get to three minutes. Yeah. It's just a matter of it's, it's the same thing it's a mental game you yeah. know you gotta like i mean you, you start getting these you know feelings of you have you have to go up you know yeah. but but that's 
your body can handle so much longer you know yeah so if you have that in your mind it's like okay well now this feeling of you know not panic but you know like urge of getting up is here okay well science says that i can be down for longer so let's just stay down for longer i guess mm. <laughs> yeah it's funny it's funny the like would you say after all of this training like you were doing some of this kind of exercise you were doing this um breath work was any of it surprising the outcome that you were ready was there ever a doubt before that day that you um weren't still ready for what you were about to do um there were uh, always doubts i guess i mean i was doubting it right until you know i got out on the jet ski yeah, that yeah. same day you know yeah. uh, but there's more thoughts of being able to make it you know yeah. i mean there's always both in, in yeah. your head you know there's a fight between the good and the evil mm. you know so um i mean i always had stronger stronger thoughts that things were gonna go well and i was gonna make it okay know? so i mean yeah but you always i think when you do such a thing it's weird if you don't doubt yourself everyone's no one that's probably natural right like yeah. you gotta have a little bit of fear is it a bit of a would it be disrespectful to kind of not have fear i, I think yeah. about these things myself a bit like anyone who claims that they're not scared of something like Nazare. Yeah. Like, is there a certain amount of disrespect that they must, they might be carrying for it? Yeah. Like, fear is kind of like, yeah, I respect that this is actually I think, a yeah, significant place. Yeah, well, I think maybe that's just something that they say yeah. to push the fear away. Yeah. I mean, because, uh, I mean, a bit of fear is healthy, you know, it keeps you on edge. Um, but I think a lot of people, if, if they don't admit it to themselves, maybe they, that's a way of, for them to not letting fear take over. Yeah. You know? I mean, then you have like those crazy people like Ross Clark Jones. He probably doesn't have any fear, you know? He doesn't seem to have any fear. No, no. he just goes, you know? And he's, I heard he doesn't really train that much either. <laughs> he's a party animal, you know? So, um, so I've heard. So there's, yeah. there's some documentary about that. Yeah. Um, with like coming from Sweden, I guess it's less weird now. Like you know, maybe far, maybe further back it would have been a bit weirder. But like, there are now like big wave surfers from Germany. There's big wave. It's kind yeah. of a very international field. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not sure. very, and it's not dependent on whether you come from a place where there is a big wave anymore. No, no, no. So it's kind of interesting this moment in Nazare, like yeah, yeah. you don't get it's not like he's the Hawaiian charger and he no. paddles the outer reefs. It's like, nah, he's from Germany and he just was interested in big waves and now he's here yeah. and he's from Italy and this is what he yeah, does. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, it makes it more accessible for I mean it, it definitely helped me in my decision, you know. I yeah. say, Okay, well you got an Italian dude, you got a German dude, yeah, like yeah, these yeah. guys can actually make it, you know, like yeah. Okay, I'm Swedish. Let's fucking go, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's super interesting though, right? Like, because, like, yeah, five to ten years ago, it would have been super weird, like, that a Swede was like, yeah, I'm going to tell out at Naz I'm going to tell you at Nazare. Like, the people are like, dude, you're from Sweden. Just yeah. fucking just yeah. stay in your lane. Yeah, I go to Tura. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, like, you, you've, you've managed to kind of get amongst it. Yeah. Like, was there ever a moment that you kind of allowed where you were from to affect how you felt? Because it's a pretty exclusive yeah. club you joined yeah like no i didn't i always felt very welcome there it's it's actually a nice 
camaraderie yeah. you know like like being out there with jet skis and you, you, you feel very like nice camaraderie around yeah. people you know like it's not like sometimes in surfing you can see like you know yeah. this localism or like people trying yeah, to catch you know, exactly. everyone is helping each other out there you know which i think is amazing you know yeah Super it's, it's like you know it's humans against the ocean instead of humans against humans you know <laughs> that you can get sometimes in surfing yeah so i mean uh, that's that's super nice and i never got you know you know i never felt intimidated because i was a swedish person you know i don't feel very swedish to be honest with you i mean i've been living you know, around the world for a long time in my life you know yeah yeah and um so i mean but you still got a nice yeah. little um little box snooze. of snooze there snooze, yeah, yeah. you can take the boy out of sweden but no, you can't take yeah, the sweden no, this, out of this, the boy this is my 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 <laughs> only last this is my last sin i have i don't drink anymore i don't do any drugs yeah so um, except for this yeah this one is hard to quit you, know, you gotta you, you, you gotta pick your battles yeah exactly exactly guess, you know so but i mean that's the thing though with with big wave surfing and one hard part is that it's not it's not just going surfing, you know, like, I mean, if I want to go surf, like we did now, yeah, yeah you want to go surfing? Yeah, we pick your wetsuit, get your board and you go yeah. surfing. Big wave surfing is so much preparation before mm. everything. I mean, it took hours before we even get out there, you know, yeah. you gotta fix the jet ski, you gotta fix all these things, you gotta have all these people that are safety on jet skis and everything, you know. And I want to keep going surfing big waves. I bought like a, a gun now, I'm gonna try mm. to paddle first round here, maybe Nazareth, you know, but then I realized, you know, I don't have a jet ski. I don't really have anyone. You know, I have another friend that might want to go with me. Mm. But then, in order to surf big waves here in Panish, you gotta call call the fire department. There's gotta be a fire truck. There's gotta be an ambulance on the beach, and you're supposed to have two jet skis out there. In Panish? Yeah. Or really? Yeah. I mean, you could incognito it and just paddle out, you know. But okay, I so mean, there's actually some regulation around this. Yeah, there is. You know, and then like. I bought the board and then I realized how I'm, there's so much more I need to do to be able to maintain mm. this interest that I got with surfing big waves. You know, I gotta get a jet ski license. I gotta figure out a way how to buy a jet ski or mm. borrow a jet ski every time it happens. Mm. So there's so much around this way of surfing that is kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it like takes I just want to go. Time. You know, like and I've I've always had don't yeah. really have much patience and now I have to, I'm forced to actually plan my surfs mm. in a different way you know it's interesting to touch on that um that problem because i i know that one of the i think it was last season in hawaii or maybe it was the season before i might have them the dates wrong but there was quite an uproar at uh in at jaws because there was a big swell that came and there were a lot of people who went there to paddle in yeah but not everyone had support oh yeah, yeah. so so that so what are the like so people were relying on people on yeah. jet skis to go yeah. and get them and they weren't part of the team uh, and they, but, but they would do it anyway yeah, yeah they were paddling course. anyway oh, and yeah. of course the jet ski is going to go and help someone oh, in yeah. need yeah, yeah but there was this kind of question raised about like should people be out there yeah or should it be not, regulated yeah should it be a bit more regulated say listen if you want to be out there you've got to be part of a team you've got to yeah. be you got to have but, these but things how, in how place. is it in, it's not like that in hawaii or i don't think there's reg regulations no because this was the question that i think there was like a hundred people out of yeah. jaws you know like and it was big yeah and, no and, i know. think it, it definitely needs to be regulated you know like I yeah mean, it is a dangerous thing and um 
I mean, some some type of safety regulation would be good, you know. Yeah. How do you come back from a wave like that? Uh, like you know, I was high on adrenaline for like four days after. <laughs> gonna suck. My wife was like, I was so obnoxious. Yeah. I was like, I'm the fucking king. <laughs> I am the best person alive. No one else can beat me. I'm yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I can like, imagine. Yeah, yeah like, it is right, buzzing. Like when I, yeah, when I came up from the wave, just like when I, there was actually another big wave that almost hit yeah. me in from the back. Yeah. You, know? you can see it in the documentary, but it's on a GoPro, so it looks quite far away. Uh-huh. But it was super close. Is this when the two jet skis were around you? Yeah, they were like picking up. And yeah, I was like yeah. terrified. But once I got away, yeah. it looked I, really close. I just started shaking. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I, you know, I was so happy that yeah. the wave was, it was, you know, the wave of the day was huge. It was, it was, it was much big. bigger than I thought. Yeah. And, and also, I was just so relieved and so happy that I actually got away with doing something really stupid. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then something really dumb and I got away with it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not dumb. I guess it's, in many people's eyes, it's, it's a death wish. You know, people say, oh, it's a death wish. But I don't know, it's a life wish. Hmm. But, but coming back to like, you know, the, the little surf we just had at Paniche, like, was there a, an adjustment period after this, you know, you've got a four day high, you've just surfed the biggest wave of your life. Yeah. A huge preparation in the lead up to it. You've got your four day buzz. You're the man. <laughs> How do you go surfing again in normal waves after that? Was it easy to no, go? Did you have a, a desire for it? Or yeah, was it kind yeah. of like you're a bit impotent for small yeah, waves and stuff? I mean, uh, that's a whole different thing, you know? Yeah. I, I see it as two different things, you know, okay. surfing like that, towing in on a big wave and surfing normal waves. What it did actually, this wave though, is that it made me more, ha- more enjoy surfing more. I mean, before this wave, I was sick of surfing, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I didn't surf that much. I was like, I've, you know, I've done this now, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. I thought I'd never say that when I started. I was uh-huh. like, surfing is the best thing in life. Yeah. But then after 20 years, you're like, hmm, it's yeah. getting kind of repetitive, you know? Yeah. So, but what this training and this preparation for this big wave did, it actually got me into surfing more afterwards. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Did you, it's hard to probably ask you to reflect on the moment you're on that wave, but do you remember anything from that moment when you're on this wave? Well, Are there I, any memories from it? I remember, um, I think, yeah, a few things. First is like, you know, when I, when I start getting towed, hmm. you know, then he does like this little room and then he stops again. I was like, fuck. And then he goes again. And then, uh-huh. I, and then I remember, uh, let go or something. He says, let go. Then once I'm on the wave, I remember that. And then I remember getting to the bottom and I realized, fuck, this is bowling up, you know, it's, it's there must be a huge barrel behind yeah. me right now. And I see, you know, like the shoulder and it is so far away. I was like, <laughs> okay, John, the only thing you need to do right now is to get to that point as fast as you can. So I did the bottom turn and then I was like, okay, just, just, just make it, just make it, just make it. And I yeah. just flew out, you know? Yeah. So that that's 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 what I remembered from it, and also like you remember the noise, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's like standing right in front of the biggest subwoofer in the world, you know. It's like it's, it's, a al- deep it's, face. it's, it's almost like a shock wave, you know, coming. Yeah. You know, it's not like a blowout. Yeah. Like you, in, in some ways, where you ha- where you see like the blow, mm. it's like a shock wave with sort of like 
sound, you know, just hitting it from the back. I'm not sure if it actually does, but it feels like it. Makes sense. Yeah. It's a deep sound. Yeah, it's like the sound from Mordor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sauron yeah, is behind yeah, you, you yeah. know? If I can... Yeah, that's, I never forget that, you know? But it's funny because it's kind of addictive too, mm. you know? You kind of forget about the fear, like, you know, how I was terrified, you know? Like going out there, I was mm. absolutely terrified. But that fear goes away quite quick mm. and then you only remember the rush mm. and it's super addictive i was like fuck when can i do this again mm. you know and then i haven't done it again. i haven't done it again but i i want to you know i want to yeah. try and do it again yeah was there any, like what i thought when i was watching the documentary i was kind of as soon as you're sitting in the water and it's like what time of year was that march wasn't it march yeah so it's pretty cold water oh yeah it's freezing yeah so you're in cold water you you lay it up with like pr probably a pretty thick wetsuit. Like, what's what thickness was that wetsuit? I don't remember exactly what. Maybe a four mil. Maybe four mil, but it had padding. Yeah, you know? so like you got it had shock flotation padding everywhere, yeah. you know. And you've got a vest as well you for have a inflation. Vest, yeah. I put the vest on backwards. Oh. <laughs> Lucky you didn't need it. Cook of the day. <laughs> put a fucking cook of the day. Yeah, so. I was like when I put that backwards, you had like Jamie Mitchell, Hugo Val, <laughs> yeah. like all the big wave surfers, best big wave surfers in the world. They're all standing, and I'm standing in the middle, putting the fucking west on backwards. I was like, who corrected you? Uh, Garrett, <laughs> <laughs> backwards. <laughs> vest is on backwards. And I'm like, oh no, what, what am I doing here? You know, what am I doing here, little boy? I don't That's good. Me. That didn't make it into the documentary. No, well, no, 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 it did. It did. It did get in there. Yeah. Okay. The, the vest is on backwards. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they would they wouldn't cut that out. Oh, good. They good. were laughing. I mean, the producer That's was good. like, "Yes, That's put good. it on backwards." They were so good. happy, you know. That's good. Yeah. I must have missed it. Oh, but it felt so strange, you know, coming to the harbor. It was early. It was like four and five in the morning. Yeah. You, know? and you see Jamie Mitchell. You see all these people, and you had like two other production film teams there oh, filming really? these other guys. I was like coming there. I was like, what? What am I doing here? You know? Yeah. What am I doing here? Like, with, with all these. It felt super surreal, you know, like, you know. Was there a moment of, like, imposter syndrome? Did you, because you know how like, when people kind of step above where they're used to being and they're in this, like, because you're in this elite level of surfing. Like, this yeah, is, yeah. these are the, the watermen of the universe yeah. that you're amongst. Like, was there a moment where you, in that morning, where you just kind of like, oh, I don't belong here. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, and I had this mantra in my head. It's like, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so that's what you're running with. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt, I felt, um, yeah, no, I, I felt a little out of place, you know, in the harbor. But once I got out on the jet yeah. ski, I felt like, okay, well, this is nice. You know, yeah. I, did, I did my breathing work with that yeah. guy told me like all the way throughout. Okay. You know, like, As you're cruising out from the harbor. Yeah, yeah. Ox okay. Oxygen railing my, my, my body. So. Because that's super important to have that. If if you get all your you know your air knocked out, yeah. If you have a lot of air or like oxygen in the cells, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. But it's actually like what I heard is actually not lack of oxygen that you pass out from. Mm. When you do this breathing, mm. it's, you're actually taking away carbon dioxide mm. from your body. Because yeah. so, that it's the buildup of carbon dioxide. That's yeah. that's the bad part when you're yeah. holding your breath. So it's it's actually you taking away carbon dioxide yeah. from your body yeah. it's not ox oxygen that's what makes you black out is the, yeah, is the yeah. saturation of yeah. co2 not the yeah not the uh, lack of oxygen yeah mm, yeah 
Yeah, it's um. What I was gonna say was when I was watching the documentary, there's the moment where you're in the cold water, you've got the wetsuit on, you've got all these layers on. It's the final moment of everything that's been built up. Yeah, yeah. As the jet ski takes off, was there any? I imagine that your legs could have. I was expecting you to have your legs lock up or something like that. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. was there anything like that, or were you totally just ready still? I was, I was pretty ready. Yeah. I did realize that I was so stressed that I forgot to have breakfast, you know, so I didn't uh, eat anything before. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I, f I felt some, I was terrified, but I also felt a bit of, you know, some deep calm behind that yeah, fear, right. you know, like, because, you know, like, you are among the best people in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, and, you know, there are no, no, no better people you can have around you when exactly. you do a crazy that's, thing that's like true. that, you know? That's true. And that gave, gave me some comfort, you know, at yeah. that time. With, you know, you've got this kind of like a bubble there, right? Like you've got this bubble of the best waterman in the world and you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You've done your preparation, you, you, you're in the zone, it's going to happen. But there's also like a wider sphere of, of relationships and connections in your life yeah, yeah. and in the documentary you know your mother's interviewed quite a lot yeah, yeah, your yeah. wife gets interviewed and everyone thinks you basically lost your mind yeah 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 um how they only can interview so many people yeah but in your whole sphere of friendships and relationships yeah did anyone think it was a great idea uh yes okay some, some did Uker, okay Uker, my friend Uker. okay oscar lindon she's like you're gonna surf that beach that, that beast yeah like, yeah cool oh no i mean some 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 people thought it was cool you know but i don't know maybe they thought it was crazy but they didn't tell me did anyone pull you up and seriously say listen i'm your friend what uh, you're doing is madness why are you doing this like what's going on uh, were there any like deep concerns that came yeah up? there were a lot of deep concerns uh, i remember some people calling me you know like trying to talk me straight and yeah you know <laughs> i was like it's not really helping you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just told him i'm gonna do this you know yeah. like either support me or don't call me yeah. you know like I mean you're not going to change my mind so why are you mm. calling me giving me a bunch of fear you mm. know it's ridiculous mm. did you find it was the people who didn't really know you that well that were giving this advice like no. did the people who know you best kind of understood because where I'm going to is like we had a little chat about tattoos before right and yeah. you know you've got a lot of different tattoos on your body yeah yeah and there's no rhyme or reason to they're, they're just yeah, they're whims random. and fancies and randomness yeah, yeah and this is obviously your character yeah 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 so is it a surprise that you wanted to like how no, can people who know you uh, be surprised that you're going to do something this radical no I'm, i think um they were not surprised they were just uh concerned because this was just like hey he's gone full kind of off yeah the no yeah i mean that they weren't surprised that i yeah. i probably came up with the idea yeah but they were concerned that i came up with the idea that i actually, <laughs> that I actually followed through because yeah. i have a lot of ideas that never really materialize uh -huh. okay know? okay but this one kind of kind of did and i'm happy for it you know yeah i'm happy it went well you know and uh yeah it's um Put it like this i'm uh, very happy it went well and i'm very happy that um i have that behind me now yeah now next time i do it i kind of know yeah how it is because mm. it's also like a lot of the fear is the fear of not knowing 
what to expect. Yeah. I mean, you can see it from from the beach, and you can sort of get a general idea of, mm. oh yeah, that's gonna go pretty fast on the face, you know. But you don't know how it feels until you've done it, you know. Mm. With all of your experience, I mean, you had a happy ending, you know, yeah, to yeah. it all. You know, you didn't you didn't die, you didn't get injured. Yeah. You you made the wave safely into the channel, just missing the next wave. Yeah. Is it something you recommend to other people who are who are in their, you know, they love surfing, but they they might be hitting that kind of spot that you said, you know, not really enjoying it anymore, needing to mix it up a bit. Uh, I, well, I don't know. It, it'll it's all from person to person, you know. Mm. If you feel like you want to do it, do it. Mm. Uh, definitely, you know. But if there are other ways of, you know, maybe enjoying surf. Mm. You know, maybe go to Mentowise on a boat trip for ten yeah, days. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, like that—that that could bring up the the spark again. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely. But the the thing is that if you want to do it, yeah, you gotta do it right. You know, you yeah. gotta do it with the right people. And I got an opportunity that not many other people will probably get. Yeah. Know? So yeah. don't just go out there and, and you know do it on your own or just nah. find whoever you know to oh, I can't help me you know yeah. you gotta put your time in and you gotta you know prepare mentally and you gotta have the right people behind you yeah you know that helps you yeah it's um it's an interesting thing because I guess like where I was going at with it was because in the beginning you said that the reason why you even started the journey to like this whole impulse to ask Garrett McNamara you know reckon yeah. I could do it yeah. Like, was because you were looking at this and watching these people do it, and you were thinking that, like, I could do that. Yeah. And it's, and I guess it's part of that whole thing where big wave surfing is is about. In, it's very simple in many ways, right? Like, it's yeah, yeah. take off, hold the line, yeah, get get beyond that whitewash that wants to kill you, yeah, yeah, and get safely to the channel. Yeah, yeah. There's no turns and cutbacks yeah, yeah. and stalling no, in a tube. Yeah, for and, sure. and like a, tr a boat trip to the Mentawis, like might also still be kind of hard for most surfers. Yeah, Because yeah. it requires that kind of advanced, a different type of advanced skill level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas with a big wave, it's kind of like this very simple yeah. act. Yeah, you don't have to take off. You know, well, I even mean, with a jet ski, you don't have to take yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, of course. The takeoff is, is, that's like the hardest part in surfing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess 360 airs. Yeah, well, a bit more difficult. But I'm but with it, you on that. Like, the takeoff is the hard is, part. It's yeah. where it all starts from. Yeah. So even with a, with a toe in, you know, like you've got that, that you've removed even that part. Yeah. Um, is there something just like, there's that advice to reinvigorate your surfing, to go to the mentorize and, you know, do that. Mm. But then there's this big wave thing which you've done, which also reinvigorated your surfing. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you expect it to reinvigorate your surfing the way it has? Uh, no, that's not the reason why I did it. No. Nah. You know, that's just that was just a bonus. Yeah. You know, I I just saw this as um, you know, I didn't. I didn't think of it as anything else but a project to catch a big wave. Yeah. You know, I didn't think it. I wanted to do it because of that. I wanted to do it because of this. You yeah. know, the only reason why I wanted to do it is because I wanted to catch a big wave. Mm. You know, and then like I mean, all the things you know, getting in shape and you know, like you know, starting to like surfing again. Those are just bonuses. You mm. know, that's nothing that I really thought of 
um, catching the wave. And I, mm. I mean, like, the producers were, everyone was trying to figure out why I wanted to catch the wave. Uh, and I don't know, there doesn't need to be another reason for me wanting to catch the waves and just wanting to ride a big wave. I don't know. I guess I it's hard for people to think that that's enough. Yeah, but that's enough for me. Yeah. You know? But that's enough for every surfer, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I mean it's, <laughs> it's, it doesn't have to be more difficult than that, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, of course, I understand why, you know, like digging into psychology or why I want to catch a big wave is interesting in many people's eyes and they want to try to find something there, but it's, yeah. I don't know, I just wanted to catch a big wave and I did it you know? but it's funny because like if you talk to another surfer yeah I get it yeah like you know like yeah yeah that's, I, rush, I, that's yeah. rad like yeah, yeah I'd love to do that like yeah. if I could get Garrett McNamara to train me for a while and work with him and then get towed in by him yeah. to catch that wave I'd feel pretty bloody awesome about it and, yeah, yeah. and I'd, I'd be happy with that achievement yeah but I think it's, it's just one of these things where you get outside of the surfing community and yeah. people just need to find they just don't understand yeah, what yeah. we're doing probably basically. you know and, and you know this is on svt yeah. it needs to be a higher meaning it can't just be a surfing documentary you know? <laughs> it has to there be need, there needs to be psychology behind it there needs to be this and that you know and that's fine whatever you know but i mean i want to catch the big wave and i caught a big wave <laughs> you know it's it pretty can be simple. that simple surfers have a pretty simple mind we do <laughs> yeah i really do think we're it's like, like primordial we're, we're basic <laughs> pretty we're very basic, basic. Yeah. so i mean yeah, no, I'm really glad I, I got the chance to do it, you know, and uh, you know, it's it's ho hopefully if I can get my jet ski license, if I can find money to buy a jet ski, and if I can, you know, get all these things sorted out, I'm hoping that I will be able to do it again. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I have golden opportunity. I live in Peniche, you know. Yeah. Uh, big waves is right outside my doorstep. You yeah. Know? And I, I'm here all year round, you know, yeah. like I don't have to fly in for a big swell, I'm nah. here, you know. So I can just sit here and I can wait for the right moment and yeah. I can go out and surf. But I need to have all these things, I need to have a friend. I got one friend that wants to go, but I need okay, to have Okay, so all you're building things. the team, like, because I was going to yeah. ask, because we're getting to the good sweet spot of the podcast. You're asking yeah. me how long should it take and we're exactly on the sweet spot oh, right perfect. now. Nice. So like, what does the future hold for you? Like how you're building a team, like are you trying to figure out yeah, who I'm, do you want to work with and all this yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean like, since I caught this wave, some some locals have approached me like saying, yeah, yeah. John, I want to, you know, like I'm training to surf this big wave here. And I was like, yeah, cool, let's let's do it together, you know? Cool. Uh, so I have, you know, I've got one guy, Joel Lorenzo, he wants yeah. to go. Um, there's another guy up in Figueroa the Force that I don't know that I want to be put in contact with. Yeah. So I am trying to slowly build that team. But you know what's missing now is jet skis and a jet ski license. You yeah. Know? And I'm trying to find a place where I can take a jet ski license in English. Yeah. Because my limited Portuguese is not. I'm not going to pass the, nah, the nah, theory nah. test. You know, nah. unfortunately, nah. Um, unless I find a way to cheat or something you know? there's always that option you just sit next to someone <laughs> and just take it. You know, that's how i got through my there, university there, there's, so, I mean, there's tests and there's ways to get through them there's, yeah, yeah there's gonna be ways there's to do ways. it you know so i mean that's where i am right now and that's i'm hope i hope i mean i bought about nine six gun now yeah i had a good look at that it's a yeah. beautiful Pizel yeah. Cadillac. It's yeah it's gorgeous it's, it's nice but that's the easy part buying the board yeah yeah i thought like <laughs> when i bought it i was like yeah now i'm gonna paddle and then i realized fuck you know i need a jet ski i need someone yeah. to help me 
and um, it just reminded me of the, all the stuff around it that needs to function as well you know it's not just paddling out and catch a big wave nah. unfortunately nah you know no nah, i mean people think that but yeah like it is that question of like do you want to do this safely so that you you might get home in the afternoon or do you want to do it in yeah. a way that puts the full all the cards on the table yeah you know, you know no if you're gonna do it you gotta do it properly you know and i think my wife is happy that i'm thinking like <laughs> yeah. that too because i mean tomorrow is a huge swell you know yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really really big in papua which is a big race spot here in Pinish. yeah uh, and I would love to go out there and surf it, but I'm not going to because I don't have yeah. the, everything set up around me. I got yeah. the board, I got myself, the guy that wants to go, he's working, for example. Ah, right. So that means that I have to go out by myself. And yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm old enough to, you know, make sure that I take calculated risks. Yeah. You know. Well, I look forward to, I'm sure everyone who sees the documentary, listens to this podcast, watches this podcast, Hope mm. that you do take more calculated risks in the future. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's enjo- like, you know... You can some- follow, follow my Instagram and see how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, there is that aspect of, you know, living vicariously through other people as well. So I'm sure, um, yeah, like for me, seeing this documentary, talking to you now, what I absolutely love about um, your story and what you've managed to achieve is that you're just a guy that said, yes, why not? Yeah. And and you just went with it, yeah. and you didn't let outside influences or people's opinions sway you. You know, you kind of were just like, no, 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 I'm pretty keen on doing this. Yeah. And and I think you kind of just stepped into like the a, an exclusive club. Yeah. Without yeah. like without really an invitation. Well, a bit of an invitation. Yeah, yeah. A good invitation, but you know, you didn't wait. You didn't hold back, and I think that's no, really no. cool. That um, you got to take the opportunities that are given in 100%, life. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So no, thanks, thanks for um, for doing that. <laughs> I think it's good for everyone. Yeah. like a lot of people hold back yeah, on what cool. they think they might want to do, and then they find reasons not to do it. So. Yeah, yeah, no, just just do it. You know, if an opportunity arises, just go. Should be good. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. So there you go. If an opportunity does arrive. Why don't you just dive in next time, just like John did. Huge thanks again to John for sitting down and having a chat and uh, providing uh, some great hospitality at the Surfers Lodge in Paniche. Google it, look it up. We'll put a link in the uh, bio of this podcast to uh, get a link there and check it out. Super nice place. Uh, Huge thanks again to Kona Brewing for their support of the podcast and uh, their support of the magazine generally. They've got a big wave golden ale and I reckon that probably is the right one to promote in this podcast because it's quite fitting given the size of the wave that John got towed into. Uh, Absolute legend. Huge thanks to him again. I hope this inspired a few of you out there to kind of go and give it a good nudge. Uh, Tune in to more episodes soon. Thanks.